John T. Jenner. Reese Palmer. Linda Andrews. JC Brown. Lauren Mills. Tegan Thomas. Gabby Proper. Nicole Goddard. Maddie for Sherald Hawkins. Hello and welcome to Sportscast Jersey, a show dedicated to the sports you love on the island. On today's show we have JC Brown and Linda Andrews on Jersey Jets discussing their sponsorship issues and also the urgent need for a new home. I also talked to John T. Jenner and Reese Palm from Jersey Cricket about their upcoming T20 World Cup qualifiers and see how the team is preparing for such a big tournament. I really do hope you enjoy the show and any feedback would be fantastic. Sportscast Jersey, the voice of violent sports. First up, we are talking to Jersey Jets head coach Linda Andrews as the club are looking for new sponsors and desperately looking for a new home. Here's what she has to say on the situation. With the sponsoring news that have just come out, how disappointed are you to have to put out in the public firstly um yeah it is disappointing because we we targeted everybody within the club and lots of companies before we put it out there and unfortunately we weren't successful in um in getting anything so it is disappointing because obviously we are the best and the largest female sport in the island so you would think that somebody would want to get behind us um, and I think, you know, we've proven that we have got longe- longevity in what we're doing. Um, you know, we've been in here for quite a while now and we've done really well. And, and I think it's not just about what the girls put out on court. It's everything else around it. So um, it is disappointing, but that's the nature of it. And we've just got to work harder to try and find somebody. How long have you been part of the Jets? It's been many years, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um I think, uh, well, I've been involved right from the very beginning and it used to be called J United many years ago and then we rebranded nine years ago now. So I've been at the helm since then. So, yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, Also looking for a new home for Jets. Um, Have you got any plans whatsoever for that? Um, Well, we've been working closely with um, Senator Pallet and also with Katrina McAllister from Jersey Sport. And they do recognise the need for a home for netball. You know, they are behind us. So it's just a case at the moment of waiting for the new KKP report to come out on the sports facility review. And once that's been published, then hopefully netball is at the top of the agenda and they'll give us something. Finally, do you have a message to potential sponsors listening to this on why they should put their money into Jersey Jets? I'd like to say somebody who believes in us, believes in our values. Um, respect, team pride is is our three words, our three motto. Um, and the girls give so much of their time to, to the programme. They're totally dedicated. And, you know, to be a performance club, the only way we can get the exposure is going off island. So I would just urge somebody to, to think... Yes, you know, they are doing a really good job and uh, just to come and back us. Some clear messages there by Linda. Up next is Jersey Jets captain JC Brown. I discussed with her both her personal career, the summer that we just had with Serena in England and also the future for Jersey Jets. 
Here is a detailed interview with the Jets captain. How long have you been playing netball? Um, is it in your blood now? It is. Um, I think it started because Linda Andrews is actually my childminder from three months old. So I don't know if that means you're kind of destined to be a netballer, but I definitely grew up surrounded by it. Um, I played for my school team a year early. Um, I was year four, but I played up up a year. And then I've been all, all the underage groups since then, from under 11s right up until now. So, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure you could say that um, it's in, in, ingrained in me now. <laughs> um. Have you always played in the same position? Yeah, I, I did always play centre. Um, I always had a lot of energy as a kid that I had to try and use up. Um, so, yeah, I think centre was quite fitting for me, personality-wise. I think quite a lot of the positions are quite suit people personality-wise sometimes. But, um, yeah, I definitely I don't have the nerve, I don't think, to be a shooter. Yeah, and I don't yeah. have the height to be a defender. So, yeah, yeah, really <laughs> so mid-court, so kind of... I, I like being the playmaker. Um, yeah. I did do a stint as wing defence when I was playing up in Scotland. Um, and now and again, I will drop to wing attack for Jets. But, but no, I do, I do love the centre bit, I have to admit. Um, like you said, uh, Linda Andrews is a big influence for you. Just how big is that influence? Did she drill it into you from that early age? Um, I mean, yeah, come, being surrounded by it. Um, Linda's done... Like it's hard to, to to not say how much she's done for Jersey Netball. Um, it's been it's been amazing what she's done and what she's achieved. Um, and it's, she just lives, breathes, eats netball. Um, and I know obviously people may may like to criticise, but at the end of the day, um, you're struggle to find someone that's going to put in that much um, that much effort and that much love and that much passion into into a game that we all love so much. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty pretty incredible that she's still going. Um, yeah, she's yeah. still um, still going on many levels with Convent and Jets, and she's obviously JNA president. So um, for her to keep going and keep doing it, um, yeah, yeah, of course, it's it's massive. How about Serena this summer? Was it good to see such a good mate succeed as England captain? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's yeah, it's a bit surreal, really, because yeah, obviously, yeah. Serena's Serena, and she's still so chilled out and down to earth and a good friend. So, but obviously, when you see her on court, it's just absolutely amazing what she's mm. achieved. And um, as an athlete, as an ambassador for the sport, um, I think it's absolutely amazing um, the way she carries herself and the way she is such a good role model um is it, really good but then she's obviously still got like that silly side to her as well where she's just she's not changed a bit she's still serena yeah. um but no she she actually had glandular fever last um season which can be in like your system for like months like even like they say years sometimes for her to come out and um be captain which obviously Ooh. takes a lot of energy in itself yeah. and um to get the bronze medal and lead them to that um yeah it's really really good um, like you said, she's a big role model. Has there been a big increase in young girls signing up to play for Jets? Yeah, well, I think she came over in the summer. She's done her legacy netball camps, and I think they were full, and they were trying to get more and more kids um, involved and um, onto the course, but there was just literally no room. It wasn't humanly possible. So um, it's good to know that the interest is there, and um, she's still inspiring like loads of young people. Um, obviously... Yeah, it goes without saying, inspires the Jets as well. Yeah. After after Serena and the Roses, we kind of want to be the next kind of um, thing that you know young girls aspire to be a part of. Um, but now nah, it's been incredible, and it, it's nice to see that the interest is there um, still from from a young age.
to increase you players to see where she's gone that you might go there as well there's potential yeah yeah of course maybe not for me I'm a bit of an old timer by now um but definitely for some of the younger ones um we've got a few of the younger girls that have just went went over Lily Jones who's just um part of the seven stars set up at MPL um you've got um Bella who came away with us who's in the team bath set up so there's definitely pathways there which um which is great um and um I think seeing Serena move over from a young age um, and be that committed, um, it's, it's definitely possible. Uh, back to the Jets. How many years have you been part of this family? Jets, oh my word. I wasn't actually part of the original Jets. I, I did have a couple of seasons out when I was playing in Scotland. And then, but then I think the rest has been history since then. So I, don't, I think this might be... I think seventh or eighth season. Yeah, My maths yeah. could be incredibly wrong there, but it feels like that anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, no, I'm proud to be a player. Um, and then I've been vice captain, obviously under Lauren Devine, and then now obviously have the have the joy of being captain as well. So yeah, worked my way up the ranks for sure. How is that? Is that a proud moment for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, it's. Um, like we came from obviously an amazing level um but sometimes you know you need to rebuild as a team and I think as an organization we've needed to rebuild and that's kind of what we're going through at the minute but that's what every kind of big sports team I think goes through at least once or twice um but we've got a good group of girls who get on really well and um I think people feel like they can rock up to training and um, they feel welcome there and that's the kind of environment that that I kind of want and um yeah I'm proud of that yeah You've obviously been here for many years. Is it good to see new people come in and new other people, well, not good to see them go, but is it good to see the rotation? I mean, there's advantages and disadvantages. I mean, obviously, like it's hard for consistency, you know, if you're building up great players and then obviously they're off to university or they need to go to that kind of next level. So in that sense, you do feel like you're getting somewhere good and then you're losing players. Um, luckily this year, though, we've got we've got a few girls that have come back from university. So that that works and um, that works in our advantage. We've got Tony Chater, who's just come back from Edinburgh. We've got Ebony, um, who's been playing for Premier Romans over in um, Bristol. And she's back now, although she's just been unwell recently. But no, we've definitely got a few people that are they're back and are ready to take on the challenge I think which is great um, but yeah obviously always sad to see people go sad to see Lily Jones go who had a tremendous season with us last last year um, but people have to to move on and if they want to make it big they have to, to go over to the UK. Um, what's a team vibe like is there a clear joker in the club doing pranks? I mean I'd say I'm a butt of a lot of the jokes <laughs> Um, and I think a lot of the girls would agree with you on that one. I mean, you've got Molly Carre, who's an absolute donut. Um, I can't take anything she says seriously. But then she's absolutely fierce on the court. But no, she's got a great sense of humour. And got Leah Griffin, who's she gets her childish, giggly side when she's around all the young guns. I think when we're away, no, it's, it's a, everyone gets on really well. We've got a good mix of characters. But um, but yeah, we we all tend to have fun. It's not too too stressful and not too too hard hitting <laughs> uh, like you say um, the youngsters coming through are looking good is it hard when they go to uni to get them back afterwards as well 
Yeah, I mean, it all depends on pretty much are they going to settle down in the UK? I mean, that's obviously we know probably from just coming back from university yeah. that quite a lot of people do do get jobs in the mainland and stay there. And obviously, if sporting opportunities arise there and they're playing for decent yeah. side, then they're going to stay as well. So in that sense, it is hard. And for a good few years, you know, we had people leaving, not even so much university, but maybe in female sports, obviously, to like become mums. Like we've had a a good few people that have um, that have fell pregnant over the last couple of years and then you don't have that influx of players so we did feel like we we're on the back foot a little bit but um, but no but this year's actually been quite good and we've got a few people that have come back so hopefully that will be um, kind of more of the theme going forward I think we've just been a bit unlucky the last few What would you say your main advice is to those younger even the girls out there now what, what would your advice be to get to playing for the Jets and even captain them one day? I mean, I think just stick in at pathways. I mean, obviously, like, you've got good coaches, um, like a good development officer. Um, just stick in. Like, if, if you're really passionate about it, um, you can do your schoolwork around it. I mean, we've all done it since we were younger. Um, we get a few people now that maybe, like, are putting schoolwork first, and that comes with the pressures of actually school itself. But, you know, if you are really passionate about it and you can see yourself having a career in netball, which I think is more likely on the cards these days, um, then, yeah, just make it happen. Get your head down and be organised. I think that would be my main kind of advice. Good advice, good advice. Um, the season started. How is it going so far? Brilliant. Yeah, we've had a, we've had a, we've had a few illnesses, mind, but to be fair, I don't mind so much. At least we've got a good month before our next kind of weekend away. Um, but no, great first result. Um, great start to the campaign. Two wins out of two. Um, good convincing wins as well. The first one first quarter was a bit shaky um, but it's to be expected we haven't played competitively all summer whereas some of these teams will play in their county leagues and stuff so they've got exposure to that so for us to get our act together after the first quarter I thought was was pretty good and take control of the games um, so I was really really proud of the girls and everyone managed to get on court as well um, which which is obviously what we want to aim for it's not always possible um, but now we're really happy that everyone managed to take to the court and do a job and uh, perform and get get the job done. Do you have a clear philosophy of how you want to play as a team? I mean we do have some set plays that we've just had ingrained from like years before um, I think it's when people try and do things that are too fancy. I think for us, we just, we want to grind it out. I keep saying to the girls, we just want to work hard. We want to work hard, play simple, hard netball. And at the end of the day, that is the netball that does actually look the best. And um, if you look at the Aussies, you look at New Zealand, they just grind it out. Um, they just play solidly. They do the basics right. And that's why they're the best. Uh, do you have an overall aim for the season at this early stage? I mean, obviously... We want to get back up to national level. Um, we've had a few people actually that have come from like, there was one girl that came over from Oldham, um, a couple of other girls that have been in the under, like under England set up. And they've said, you know, that playing with us, even at training after one night, they know that we're not a regional team and that that is satisfying, but it's not going to be easy. People aren't going to give it to us on a platter. We still need to be working hard and not underestimating anyone. And um, yeah, taking each weekend as we can. Um, we've got a few solid teams in there that we need to we need to be beaten. If we go to playoffs, we want to be going as top team, not by default. So um, now on to the news that have just come out about sponsorship and um, not having a home. Is it a real possibility there could be no netball next season? I mean, we're forty grand in deficit of jets. Um, 
from March. So if there's if that is the case, if we don't get the sponsorship, we don't want to go. We don't want to go public with money. Um, unfortunately, things do come down to money. Um, but yeah, pretty much we're looking at a situation. If we don't kind of get that support um, by March, um, then we'll have to start looking at how we can cut things so we can play next year. I mean what goes first I mean it all goes hand in hand I mean does your physio go um do your pathways go but really in the grand scheme of things um none of it's really ideal and um all of it is so important and integral part of um of jets to to, to work and function um home for netball on the other hand is maybe a more complicated um situation but as I said you've got like 600 females that play from age six to uh, 80. You've got the walking netball. You've obviously got the Jersey League, which goes without saying. You've got back to netball for people that haven't played in a while that have come back. You've got all the like the unders. Um, little girls are six coming up that want to play. That obviously I've seen Serena and want to um, join the camps. That's all. That's all hosted at Lazorms um, and the fort and the schools. Um, so, you know, for none of those venues to be a viable option um, next year, well, yeah, something needs to happen fast, really. How disappointing is it to see the lack of backing, especially with all these young girls here as well? Is it hard to see? I mean, I know people were speaking about the rugby and like the bulls and obviously it's like, as athletes, it's great to see that people are getting that back and we're all for that. We just wish we were getting the same kind of treatment. I think maybe because Team Jets has been such a well-branded name for so many years, I think maybe people have fallen into a false sense of illusion that we're okay and we're fine and we've learned the hard way that we're really not and we are facing quite a difficult time and um, it's a shame that we've had to go public with it. As we said, we, we wouldn't have wanted that, um, but we're willing to fight for the sport that we, we're passionate about and that we love and we just hope that maybe someone will come forward and see that it's, it's, a, it's a worthy kind of charitable sport um, for, for females all over the island. Uh, a word on the new home. Do you have any plans at all where where you could end up? No, n none whatsoever. I mean, in all fairness, like from a player perspective, I don't have as much kind of that'd be more kind of Linda and um, those kind of people who'd be in the, in on the plans. Um, for now, I'm just obviously trying to concentrate on the task ahead, which is get through the season. Uh, Jets is obviously like my main priority, keeping the girls happy, training well, using the facilities while we can. Um, but but as of yet, um, I don't think there's any um, solid plans in place, no. Uh, finally, do you have a message for any potential sponsors that might be listening? Um, just, again, what I'm saying, like, obviously, we appreciate any consideration, every little helps. Um, we love the sport that we play. Um, you've got a good group of girls who will be motivated to know that the community and the government and a corporate sponsor is behind them and that will motivate them to become better athletes. Um, although, obviously, we understand that results go hand in hand. We need to be performing as well. But, um, yeah, I, I can just say as from a player perspective and as captain and being surrounded by the girls and the coaching team, they're all really, really good people and they all actually genuinely care. And if a sponsor was to come on board, it would be going to a worthy cause. Thank you and I hope you find the sponsors you need. That was JC Brown, captain of the Jets. You can clearly see how much the Jets means to her and how much any kind of sponsorship would mean to her. I also spoke to younger and older players and here is what they had to say about the Jets. How long have you been playing for the Jets? Uh, two years. This is my first year. About six years since I came back from uni. 
Uh, three years. Ever since I was 16, so I played when I was younger and now I've come up and I'm coaching the under-14 squad, so about seven years now. How much does the Jets mean to you? Um, I think it's a really good opportunity to progress your netball and it's like a higher standard, so it's good. I think it's really good because it gives you like the chance to become like a professional netball player one day. It's massive. Um, it's the biggest women's sport in Jersey and this is the top level of the sport for all the girls. The girls come together, they train weekly, they get to know each other, they go away. Um, so they'd be saving the biggest women's sport. Supporting the girls, opportunities to go up through the pathways. Obviously Serena Guffrey is the England netball captain and she's from Jersey. She's come up through our pathways and we have a really successful setup over here. So it'd be such a shame to not have the backing to continue what we've started. Jets and me, I've known some of the girls since I was about 11 years old, so it's definitely family. Um, we've been through a lot with each other, like, you know, weekends away, you see everybody in their best and worst, worst lights, so it's definitely family for me. Um, and, you know, with the sponsorship and stuff, you're basically trying to keep a family together at the end of the day, trying to keep us doing what we do, what we love, what we're passionate about. And you're giving girls opportunities from, you know, the age of like eight and nine to, you know, come into that world and be supported and looked after, which I just think is amazing. And without that, you know, we're really going to struggle. Jets feels like a family. is like everyone loves netball and has such a passion for netball. And everyone is like really close together. And the sponsorship means like a lot because we want to keep everyone together to keep playing netball. Those comments really showed how much the Jets mean to those who are part of the club already. So if anyone, anyone at all could donate or give any of their money, please do get in contact either with myself or the club directly. It would really mean a lot and save a big family. Sportscast Jersey, the voice of violent sports. Thank you to all of the Jets for inviting me up to training and let me talk to them about the situation. I hope the message came across loud and clear and people will step forward to help. Now on to a slightly more upbeat situation with Jersey cricket. I caught up with Jonty Jenner and Reese Palmer the other day and spoke about their upcoming T20 World Cup qualifiers. Here's what the lads had to say. What can you tell us about the upcoming T20 qualifiers in UAE? Uh, just how big is this for Jersey cricket? I think it's obviously massive. We played in it in 2015 and um, it was obviously there were Sky Sports cameras and stuff there. So it's nothing that really any of us have ever experienced before. And the media we got and the support we got from back home was actually unbelievable. So we just hope to, hope to get that again. Yeah, I think off that as well, I mean, we got a little bit of interest in cricket in the island um, from, from the success that we had in, in 2015 where we won two games. But um, it's obviously a huge tournament for the boys and everyone's sort of gearing themselves up to, to play in the tournament. The training's been a bit more intense and things like that. So we're getting ready to, to get out there and we kind of know what's, what's going to happen now. So the boys are very excited about the prospect of it. How was that experience before with the Sky Sports cameras on you? Was it different? Was that special as well? Yeah, it was definitely definitely nothing I've ever experienced before, but it was absolutely ridiculous and hopefully we get to do it again in, in, in Abu Dhabi when we go out there. So yeah, it was obviously thousands of people watching you back home and you don't really feel like the cameras are there watching you just playing cricket like you are with your mates like you usually are, but it's obviously on a much bigger scale. How has the preparation gone? Obviously, the past two weekends you've been away playing Sussex and MCC. How have they gone for you, you both personally and as a team? 
Yeah, so it's been good. Obviously, it's, it's handy to get some decent games in um, in terms of preparation. So we played four games against the Sussex sort of second team slash Academy Eleven, um, and that was that was really good. We obviously got four wins there, which was decent. And four games, you're going to get guys who might not always get a chance to shine to have a go. So everybody got a good run out, um, and obviously also the fitness and the, the heat is something that we're going to have to come up against in Dubai. So it's nice to play. You know, there's a lot of fatigue going on towards the end of that weekend so the boys the boys will get up pretty well and then this weekend obviously we're in uh, we're the same place again but playing against the MCC and another another two wins there so it's nice to get a bit of momentum and that winning feeling within the squad um, we've still got obviously another couple of players to come into the team as well we've got Ben Stevens and, and Ben Ward from South Africa to come in so you know it's 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 a good it's a good starting point um, and we've got three warm-up games before we get out to the actual the qualifiers so I think I think we're in pretty pretty good place at the moment uh, are you excited to play over there as well it's a different kind of place to play compared to your usual going to England going playing in Jersey are you excited for that yeah definitely it's obviously completely alien to what we play over here but um, I think a couple of us have played over there I played in Dubai a couple of years ago It'll be pretty pretty similar conditions, and that was an unbelievable experience as well. So yeah, it's obviously the heat is the main factor. It's going to be between 35 and 40 degrees, so the boys need to adapt quickly when we're out there. And but we're going to have a few warm-up games when we're out there in Qatar and then in Dubai as well. So yeah, it should be should be good. Yeah, I, I think on that as well. But it, heat's obviously going to be a massive thing, and we've got probably one of the biggest moaners in the team sat next to me. So <laughs> we were down on the beach this morning. It's a gale force wind, and he's still complaining he's hot. So he's almost <laughs> going to be unbearable out there. But um, now it, it's obviously an amazing place to go. And with Jersey cricket, we've been so lucky over the years to to go and, and travel to places. I, this is coming in now to my fifth year into the, in the team, um, and you know, I've been to some amazing places: Los Angeles, uh, Johannesburg, Malaysia, Singapore. And now out to UAE, so it's it's obviously it's it's a pretty amazing sport in the fact that not only are you travelling um, with the sun um, all around the world and chasing the sun, but also you get to go to some amazing countries. So it's it's a really exciting time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you said, you've got the um, biggest moaner next to you. Um, who's going to be the biggest moaner or pain with all the travelling that's going to happen beforehand? <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to argue that it's not me. But um, yeah, it's just I don't like sitting around and waiting for things. But yeah, probably is me to be fair. I could go. I could maybe go on the contrary. I reckon Elliot Miles. Um, if he's not if he's if he's not fed and watered, he can be a little bit unbearable. And then also we've got new new guys coming. Nick Greenwood, who's actually not got a tra- great track record with flights. He missed his flight um, back to back to the UK. So, but on top of all that, I mean. Reese Reese is, is going to be pretty poor, I'd say, and you know I'd be asking questions that no one knows the answers to, and I, I'm pretty sure we're flying out on a Tuesday, which I think is when his five side team woo play. Yeah. So he's going to be he's going to be asking lots of questions about that and uh, and how they've got on, and no one's going to know the answers. So yeah, right, right, especially Wednesday nights we play biggest football team in Jersey. So yeah, <laughs> yeah woo FC. Yeah, um, we're actually playing tonight. So <laughs> um, back to cricket. Uh, you're in the group with UAE, Ireland, Oman, Hong Kong, Canada and Nigeria. Who do you think will be the biggest tester for you guys? Obviously, Ireland now got a test status and they were playing against England. The, su- the summer just gone, so that's going to be a massive test. But we played against them before and we don't really fear anyone. But the UAE as well, in home conditions, they're going to be tricky because they know what it's all, the grounds are all about. Um, Hong Kong, we Beat, we beat them in 2015. Oman, we've beaten in the past as well, So and Nigeria. Canada's a bit of an unknown. We've not, I've not played against them. 
but they've got some very good players. I think everyone's dangerous on the day, particularly in 2020. You can t take four or five overs and the game gets away from you. So, yeah, they're all going to be testing. Yeah, massively, uh, same sort of thing. I mean, Ireland, you look at the group and Ireland are probably the biggest biggest team in that group. But with it being 2020, and like Reese says, you know, momentum's quite a massive thing. And um, we've spoken in the build-up about not trying to focus on things too far in the future. So we've got the first game, well, we haven't really spoken about it loads yet, but the first game against Nigeria and that's sort of all our main focus will be on for that day and then you know we've got games come quite thick and fast but it's, it's quite important that we just just focus on, on one, one game at a time and try and get us to a World Cup which would be pretty amazing. Are you excited to play against these different players well some that you've never played against some that you've seen before like are you looking forward to test yourself against them? Yeah definitely you want to test yourself against the best and we want to play on the, the biggest stage possible to, for Jersey but um, you just don't really think about the, the names. You just go and play your game and, and see what, and basically hope it comes out well and, and train hard, basically. Yeah, we'll see, we get to, obviously, we've got backroom, sort of backroom staff doing some video analysis and stuff. So it's not, not really, you, we're not going to come up against any, player, against any players where we think, oh, we haven't seen anything like this before. Um, obviously, that's the beauty of the, the video and stuff that we've got available to us now. So, um, you know, it's. it's it's good to test yourself against the, the best players, but I think the boys are definitely ready for it. Um, you've been play, both been playing for Jersey for many years now, so is it still as special going to represent them, or is it just something that you're used to now? It's definitely, every time you play for Jersey, it's obviously an honour and a privilege to play for represent your island, but it's obviously much bigger on this stage. It's, you're on your TV playing for your country, but no, every time you play for Jersey, it's an honour, so yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Obviously, the boys get excited to, to get the kit, and you know we've got we're going to have World Cup qualifiers 2020 um, on the kit, and it's an exciting time for the whole squad. And, and you know that everyone's working hard at the moment, but also we're pushing each other along. And, and there's guys who are genuinely gutted to miss out, um, and we haven't had that for for a while in Jersey cricket. So it's good. There's lots of competition, and I think if that doesn't get you motivated to to go and play, and you don't relish the opportunity for that to be the case, then you probably not in the right sport so it's, it's good obviously all the boys are really excited and, and relish the opportunity massively um, Moving on from the qualifiers or even looking at the qualifiers what are your hopes for the future of Jersey cricket where do you think it could go how big could it be I think it could be as big as we want it to be to be honest like the first target is through these qualifiers to get to the World Cup 2020 World Cup in uh, I think it's October next year in Australia. So yeah, that is the first and main target. And obviously, no Jersey cricket team's ever gone to a World Cup, and that would be absolutely massive for. I think everyone in Jersey would be obviously a ridiculous experience. Yeah, I think obviously um, it's been it's been a quite exciting ride up until now. Um, but we we want to try and test ourselves against. You know, we're the fourth best team in Europe at the moment, behind Ireland, Scotland, and the Netherlands. Um, but I think. It, with the right preparation and the, the right infrastructure, there's no reason why we couldn't potentially break into that top three. Um, you look at Scotland and Ireland in the last couple of years, you know, they've really excelled, Ireland more so, but there's no reason why, why Jersey couldn't do that. And, you know, there's, there's lots of young kids coming through who, who are, are very good and they're involved in counties as well in the UK. So it's, it's quite an exciting time, exciting time ahead. And, you know, but you never know where we could get to. I'm sure Ireland and Scotland were having those chats sort of 10 years ago and they, they never thought that they'd be, Ireland would be playing against uh, England in a test match at Lords. So you never know where you can get to. Um, you both obviously went to Delisle and Fick. 
big rivalry right there. Um, do you think that competitiveness as a youngster being brought up to beat each school like that, do you think that that helps you now? Yeah, I, I, obviously it does. Um, you, you, that's what you want growing up as a kid in Jersey. Sometimes you can't get that competitive edge because you play against the same people all the time and you know you come up against the same blokes so it's it's quite difficult to sometimes get that that competitive nature um but obviously the the Vic and the, and the Dallas L rivalry was always a pretty big game a couple of big big football matches Reese Reese didn't quite make it in the team the, the years I was in there wasn't 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 good enough but um <laughs> yeah obviously I mean any any competitive game that you're going to play in is going to help you in the future no I'd agree with that I think Particularly, like the playing growing up in Dallas, just breeds a competitive environment, and obviously you want to beat Vic at anything. Um, breeds soft, breeds soft cricketers, Vic. So it's all about Dallas cricketers. Um, no, yeah, but obviously the rivalry obviously helps. You don't want to just be playing not to win. You want to win at everything you do, really. So yeah. Talking about youngsters, um, especially looking at England this summer, how can they the inspired youth? get involved in cricket how did you start off my, my dad played cricket so I was I always played sport whether that be cricket tennis football but particularly cricket I was so young when I first started playing probably two or three four years old um, but yeah this summer's been particularly obviously ridiculous with the World Cup win and then the Ashes drawing 2-2 and Stokes is knock again in, in that series obviously ridiculous but yeah the, there's so many opportunities here I think they're running community courses all through the winter so yeah I just need to get signed up it's on the JCB Twitter and around, going around the schools as well yeah absolutely um, I mean started playing cricket when I was pretty young uh, and actually usually down at St Brellard's Beach just you know mum and dad and knocking the ball around everywhere and doing catches and bowling as quick as I could so it's quite an easy game to, to get involved in um, it is a bit of an individual game but also there's the team aspect to it so you kind of get the best of both worlds um, but yeah I mean for, for kids in the island wanting to get involved there's obviously, like Reese said, there's community courses. Um, there's a bit of a high high performance development squad now appearing because of the numbers. And I'm sure, you know, with with what's happened this summer, um, the World Cup first, and then, you know, the the Ashes as well, it's going to get people involved. And you get people coming up to you now in in town or whatever when you're walking through, and they're actually genuinely interested in cricket. So it's only going to be a good thing, not not just necessarily for cricket in Jersey, but cricket in the UK, cricket everywhere really. And um, yeah, if if you want to, if you do want to get involved, then get on the Twitter, get on wherever you can, you know, um, Christmas holidays, any, yeah. any school holidays, any, any kid can get involved. So boy, and that is boy or girl, so anybody can get involved. Uh, what would your main advice be to these youngsters trying to get, in, well, already in cricket and getting involved in cricket to make it so they're playing for Jersey at these sorts of events? Should I I'll roll off some yeah, t-shirts? Yeah, go with that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think obviously it's it's an interesting question. Um, best bit of advice would be you've got to stick at it. I think in, in with cricket, <laughs> um, it, there's going to be a lot of days where you don't particularly do well. Um, like I said, with that, there's the element of it being an individual sport. So your individual performance does contribute to the, the team. Um, and some days it's not it's not going to go well for you and some days it's going to be really good days so you need to make sure that when you have a bad day you don't get too low and when you have a good day you also don't get too high because it's it's one of those games that they call it the great leveller and you can have an amazing day one day and not a great day the next and I think it's quite a good sort of way to go through life really is that you know things things happen it ebbs and flows and um, 
there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. But the main thing, and I'm sure this is a massive cliche, but you've got to enjoy it. You have yeah. to enjoy it. And if, if you don't, then, then you're probably in the wrong sport. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, I completely agree with John said. You, firstly, you've got to enjoy it. And yeah, and the second piece of advice would be don't be a bowler. <laughs> be a batter when you're younger. Just bowlers get whacked everywhere and uh, they only it's a batsman's game. So yeah, don't be a bowler. <laughs> That was a really insightful interview with John T and Reese, and I hope you enjoyed it and learnt a lot about both cricket and themselves personally. Follow the lads whilst they're over there by either tuning into Sky Sports or following their Twitter handles or Facebook handles. They also have Instagram, which is up and running now, and that is a really good way to follow the team. Good luck to all the lads and thank you for your time. It was great to catch up with you all. Thank you all for listening to the very first Sportscast jersey. It means a lot and it really has been a long time coming, in my opinion, to bring it to Jersey and to give sports uh, attention that they deserve. If you're listening and your team or you as an individual want any more promotion or to be interviewed just like John T, JC, Linda or Reese, please don't hesitate to get in contact at dpasport19 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you and see you next time. Sportscast Jersey, the voice of violent sport.